tap into your most original thinking, organize your ideas, and create the opportunities to launch your creative work. Unlocking your world of creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. Welcome back, everyone, to our podcast, Unlocking Your World of Creativity. Today, our global travels take us to San Francisco, and in the Bay Area, we're talking to Ian Frazier. Hi, thanks so much for having me, Mark. Absolutely. And listeners, think about these sort of team-building games, outdoor adventures, trust-building exercises that we've all done to inspire the teamwork and creativity of our teams. But now ask yourself, how do you uh, automate that? First of all, how do you digitize that experience? And then how do you bring in the remote teams, especially over the last couple of years? But I mean, remote work was developing for long before that. But how do you pivot to a digital uh, remote version of these kind of team building games? And Ian, that's what you've really done at your company. Ian is the founder of Go Games and then the extension of that Weave. So tell us about Go Games and the principle behind it and kind of how you developed it. Sure. So uh, interestingly, I had a dream about it um, that woke me up in the middle of the night and uh, I was captivated by it. I was uh, in the dream running around Chinatown with a set of headphones that were giving me instructions. And it was even named the Go Game in the dream. And it was sort of like a scavenger hunt, unlocking clues, um, and and really sort of seeing the magic around me um, in the in the city and and people and strangers. Anyway, woke up and wrote it down in my notebook that I kept by my bed. Was just really possessed with the, with this idea, and then I told my friend Finn Finn Kelly, who's been my co-founder in, uh, for twenty years now, and he was a coder and was uh, also possessed by the idea. And we set about building it without really much of a business plan. We wanted to make something that like we thought was fun and we'd sort of take it from there. So we bought a bunch of uh, like early, you know, cell phones with antennas and they were really ugly with these tiny little screens. And um, Finn figured out how to program in, in something called WAP, uh, Wireless Access Protocol, how to, you know, query the database and tell the phone where to go next. Um, and uh, we kind of found a, a cool niche doing this for companies who wanted to create an experience for their team and bond and, and, and have a good time. So yeah, our probably our flagship product we called the Classic Go Game, which was part scavenger hunt and really like kind of a creativity workshop uh, where we would task teams with staging these creative uh, interpretive photos or videos, which we also gave them a camera. This was, they had the cell phone and a digital camera. So we spent a lot of time taking out SD cards and putting in new batteries. <laughs> so we, we developed a, a number of other products kind of around that, but really built on the principle of like the creative process that, that teams could do very quickly. So yeah, we, see, we I think that. that's so good. It's worth underscoring maybe for the listeners as we pass by this, that you were creating a creativity workshop. You know, it wasn't yep. just about the game or the technology or, hey, it uses this or it uses that, but, you know, the principles of a good workshop. Yeah. Because I think many of us have been to these outdoor things and it's like, okay, we're going to walk across the log to see what we can do. And yeah. Okay. That's maybe has its value, but you're really describing something different. Yeah. We sort of took a little bit of like a wink, wink approach. Like we know you don't really want to be here at the team building <laughs> event that you would have. Because I got a lot of work to do. <laughs> I know. You're like, I should have played golf. No one would have known that I wasn't even here. Um, so we really wanted to honor that with 
creating an experience that we would do like with our friends on a Saturday, that it was that fun that, that, that we would experience it. And uh, yeah, so we, the, that, that sort of creativity workshop, one of the, so teams would do the, a bunch of different mission types. There'd be like the scavenger hunt mission, like go find the mural and, you know, f- figure out a clue. We even hire actors to be part of the game. So you didn't know who was in on the game and who wasn't. Um, and they'd have to go like convince an actor to give them a password, or do all number of, of fun, crazy things. But probably the, our favorite challenges were what we called the creative challenges. And these were the, the photo and video variety where we would give teams a challenge might read, you know, you have 10 minutes to recreate your favorite childhood video game using only your bodies and anything you can find in your immediate environment. So Lord knows where people were at the time. Some, they might be in a food court at the, you know, in the bottom of a, of a building or yes. they'd be in a park. And teams would come up with these like really amazing ideas and execute them. And, and of course they thought they had created like, you know, a masterpiece and, and they were really good. You know, one team would do Pac-Man where they'd throw a yellow jacket on the, on somebody who was, you know, chasing people around, flapping their arms, like the Pac-Man mouth. And little did they know, like another team sent the person with the camera to like the top of a, a garage to film from above as they yes. all hopped across the street doing Frogger. And then a, a, a really funny one was a team once they, they had the guy walk out in the middle of the street with kind of a robot walk and he stopped a car with his hand. The car stops and he robot walks over to the front door, opens it, pulls the driver out, gets in the car and drives away. And their game was Grand Theft Auto. So what was <laughs> what, what's really neat. And so they would do several of these throughout the game. And often the first one wasn't that good. But by the second and third ones, they would really execute pretty, pretty amazing little videos. And then we would show them at the end. Everybody would vote on which was the most creative. We'd put music on top of it. So the Grand Theft Auto, we would queue up some, you know, Ice Cube. It was just really hilarious. So um, this that is was good stuff. That was, fun, that was sort of the, the, the kernel of like what we did for, yeah. you know, 18 years. Fine. Well, fast forward a little bit now. We're, we're moving into remote work and Lord knows, a couple of years ago, we had this thing called a pandemic, which still affects our work and our work environment. How do, how do you translate this into, I love the description, you have digital environments with real engagement. Uh, that must have been a real challenge. It was. And, and we were really fortunate to have been working on a, on a prototype of a video conferencing game show. We really wanted to take the essence of what people were doing out in the park, recreating the video or exploring their environment and then create that within a video conferencing um, environment. And we'd heard our clients ask for this even before the pandemic as, as more and more companies were embracing dispersed and remote workforces. And we thought it would be kind of a, a little adjunct to our business, um, something that might grow over time. And little, and little did we know that the entire ship was going to sink you know, and right in the beginning of the pandemic, we uh, we saw all of our in-person business go just completely to zero. And then this video conferencing game really take off. So what we did was we looked around at other platforms like Zoom and Teams um, to see if we could develop in that environment. And we didn't really see what we what we wanted. Um, we wanted there to be more dynamic muting states to have teams and you could see who was talking and teams could collaborate and play Pictionary or do karaoke or do trivia. And, uh, and you know, and so we set about building it ourselves. Um, and Finn, the guy who coded the original, uh, you know, WAP uh, scavenger hunt, 
he was he just did a deep dive uh, in in video conferencing and built uh, you know a prototype that we all just started playing with with our clients in April of 2020. Mm. And you built that into a whole separate uh, company or unit called yeah. Weave. Yep, that's we we kind of gave it its own name to kind of differentiate it from the in-person stuff. And so yeah, we called that weave like you know weaving a team together or you know, running the weave in basketball, um, if you're an old fashioned basketball player. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and at so, the very least, the uh, first person plural, uh, yes. you know, we are going to do this together. Yep. We've, we've played, we've learned. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have some fun, you know, plays uh -huh. on that. Like we've got your back, you know? Yes. Um, so, uh, so that's been a, a really, really fun kind of just a, almost like a laboratory of, of creativity and fun. And, and we're running up to you know, a thousand or 2000 of these games a month um, on, uh, you know, on our platform, uh, each game, uh, for the most part has a live host. So we have um, about 80 hosts that can jump in and kind of be the facilitator and kind of almost like the, the host of the cocktail party that kind of gets the gets the room flowing. Um, but really, the teams kind of take it from there and engage with a bunch of these different game modules. And really, what we what we tried to bring in was the fun. It's like, this needs to be fun. And that's kind of our secret recipe for everything. It's like, if, if we don't think it's fun and they're like, we don't want to do it, it really shouldn't be something we subject other people to do. Mm -hmm. um, and then there, there are a lot of great, you know, takeaways about cooperation and team dynamics and leadership that you, that you can pull out of that. But it's a lot, I think, more impactful when you, you allow people to pull, pull it out themselves after having a good time versus telling them like, here's how you here's how you'd be a good teammate you know yes, you actually exactly. like play games and um and people it, it really that kind of manifests itself right out of the game yeah well i couldn't help but think that you've been living this remote team environment yourself in your own company and with your own colleagues and teammates and here yeah. now we, here we are talking in our respective you know home offices second bedrooms and everything else <laughs> i know uh, as if it's so natural but two years ago this wasn't the norm no uh, you, you were right in the same kind of uh you know dilemma that yep, we managers were. and employees you were managing your family and everybody's internet use uh, yeah, <laughs> you were painting yeah. a little bit of picture of that i think it's worth the yeah, audience hearing this story it was um yeah we the, the company was was patient zero honestly we uh we had a meeting i remember <clears throat> everybody grabbed a, a monitor and we all just left and we we're like okay i'll see you online uh we're gonna make this this product work and um yeah so we <clears throat> we came home, everybody went home i actually spent a, a year of the pandemic working in my sprinter van in my driveway while my my third grade teacher wife was in the living room with her whiteboard um and and then a, a college student doing her freshman year in her in little little kids room and then you know two other kids doing zoom school so it was um it was a it was a, a quick embrace uh, out of necessity. Mm -hmm. Not your average uh, ivory tower. Do as I say. Uh, no, <laughs> not not at all. And I think there was a, a certain amount of um, just kind of bare knuckled bravery that we all had to embrace um, in running these events uh, because you know it's code and it's a tricky technological problem. Uh, what we were doing on building our own video conferencing platform. So in those early days every fourth game 
went up in smoke. It was like, we were, we felt like fighter pilots kind of going like, oh, my internet went down. Somebody jump in there and take it over. <laughs> um, it, it was just chaos. And uh, we were blessed to have like some really great clients. A lot of our, our clients feel like tech companies who are, um, you know, very uh, forgiving and they, you know, something crashes and they see an error code and they all go, oh, cool. It broke errors. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, we were all kind of in it together. It was a pretty special time in a lot of ways that first six months because, you know, us trying to build this thing, our clients trying to bring some unity to their, their teams as well. Um, yeah. it was, it was, but it was, was there an example on the other end? Or it's great that Google and LinkedIn and Spotify and Amazon, you know, companies like this who are digitally minded. But was there a, I guess what I would call a legacy company, you know, somebody who wasn't as tech savvy saying we've got to figure out a remote work staff because this is not how we've worked. Yeah. Yeah. We've, you know, a bunch of clients like uh, Pepsi insurance companies, um, you know, who weren't, uh, who were face-to-face banks. um, And they, uh, they were a little harder to work with because they often have um, more controls on folks' computers. So we learned a lot about how to turn off your VPN and how to white label our URL and how to like even get people in China playing, which was sort of the Holy grail, which is still really, really difficult. Um, but uh, but yeah, there were some technological challenges with companies like that, but uh, cultural too. They were not used to working like this. You know, they people adapted pretty quickly. I think probably the most untech savvy group was I'm good friends with my, uh, I think at the time was this, my seventh grade daughter's teacher. And she said, hey, we're doing our fun day. Can we use your platform? And I said, sure. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll run you a game. And I'd even forgotten that we were, we were hosting that game, but my daughter in the afternoon ran out to the van and she goes, dad, dad, it was so fun. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? What was so fun? She's like, the game we played, we played weave at school. And I was like, oh, great. Oh, who was your host? Was it good? She said, no, really, it was so good. She's like, (laughs) there were kids who had never turned their cameras on. And actually in weave, you can't turn your camera off. So she's like, I didn't even know what they looked like. And I finally saw them and they were laughing and smiling. Um, And anyway, the teacher sent a a great note that it was a, a really big hit. And we did a bunch for the school after that. But I, they're probably not the best example of the district is not super tech savvy, but the kids are, uh, they're almost like my tech support at home. I love um, that. So That's they, a great they, story. they take to it. But you're yeah. underscoring something, this culture building, you know, and I guess it's easy to say, and we always throw this like company culture out there, but it's harder mm-hmm. than it looks. And you've described it's not only literal cultures like countries and time zones and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, backgrounds, but I mean, to build the culture, the soul of the company. How do the games help bring those together? You described a couple of examples, but I'd love to hear more. Yeah, I'd say, you know, one of our principles is is creating like a container for people to try and possibly fail in humorous ways. So that's really one of the bulwarks of creating a, a culture is to really engage, like get your camera on and like get your digital pen and contribute to the telestrations exercise or the Pictionary thing and buzz in because you think you know the answer only to be totally wrong (laughs) and get a little teased by by the host. And so really quickly, I think in our games, people realize like, oh, this is like a safe space, you know, to, to do that stuff. And then I'd say also like just committing to doing them. Um, and I know people got, you know, it's hard to be on the screen and, and all the time. And we all tried a million different happy hours and playing, you know, Settlers of Catan online with each other. Um, 
So what we're seeing now is is um, companies doing subscriptions. So they they'll do uh, like a monthly game, and it's just an hour, and uh, you know, an hour a month. It's really important, and it just takes some discipline. So we've built a whole kind of a scheduling software. We call it uh, the Event Manager Dashboard, where you can put your dates on the calendar, and you know, and then our challenge is like make something good enough that people actually want to come. And that's really, I think that's sort of the secret sauce is like, it's got to be really, really worth their time. And people are really, really different. So our games are purposely built to sort of engage the analytical quiet person to the, to engage the, like the ham who like totally wants to, you know, show their new dance moves um, or, you know, grab their pet lizard and show, you know, all, all those things. So we really try to build the games. So they're not all one dimensional. Um, and whether it's like, Oh, you've got to be creative. Uh, you know, it's like, that'll be part of it. But like, if you're really nerdy and like math, like you're going to get to be the hero at some point uh, for your team. And then also some other things like where, we have it purposely like this, we call it the scribe or sort of the leader, the person that submits the answer changes with every little module. So you don't have like the bossy person grab the mic and hog yes, it and run and, and, the whole thing. Yeah. And other people can just like sit in the background and read their emails. It dings you and it's like, you're up. And so it kind of keeps you on your toes and, and, and you can't really space out too much. I love hearing the stories behind this and sort of the reasons why some of these things are built in. Well, Ian, before we look to the future, I want to make sure that people know how to connect with you and find out about the Go Games and Weave and learn more about your work. How can we yeah. find you? <clears throat> yeah, um, on the internet probably is the best place. Um, <laughs> our, uh, for in real life events and hybrid events, uh, we are sending people to thegogame.com. And then for the remote events, it's weave.co. Um, and then there's in between, in between those two are something we're working really hard on right now, which are these hybrid events with, with mm -hmm. where you've got folks who are, you know, you've got 80 folks in the conference room at the meeting, and then you've got 30 people who are all conferencing in and how do you bring them in, in a way that they don't feel like little tiny squares on the TV that just want to eat the, the bagels that are being mm -hmm. offered and, mm -hmm. and not getting the jokes that are being set across the table. Um, yeah. so that's kind of our next challenge. Yeah. Well, fantastic. Well, let's think ahead, not just the technology, but the company and your business strategy. Where do you see your creative approach going from here, Ian? Um, I would say it's, uh, I think we're pretty um, excited about two things. Um, one um, being expanding our library of experiences that people can choose, um, whether, you know, you can choose a you know, a game about trivia or a game about innovation. And we are, um, we're actually in, in development of a game with Jad Abumrad, who uh, started Radiolab. And that's going to be an experience around leadership. And then, so we want to get some more experiences uh, with some subject matter experts, just beyond the fun. I, I feel like we're the fun experts. And then there are a lot more subjects that we can tackle using this platform, almost like a book club meets a podcast that's facilitated by a subject matter expert. That's one of the areas. And then secondly, I mentioned before, uh, really figuring out these hybrid, um, these hybrid events for, for teams that are a mix. And, and I'd say like the, you know, our approach is to just try it and know that like the first one is going to be it probably kind of clunky and not perfect. Um, and you kind of have to just like smile, smile your way through it. We just ran an event last week where there were folks at the 
all these leaders at the, I think they were at the Ritz Carlton and Half Moon Bay. And then the other half were around the world. And um, we were showing all the photos and videos. And, you know, the host's video, you could only see half their face, um, which we didn't know what the bug was. And we, we were like, we'll fix it on the fly. And then the host obviously like can see 80 people sitting in a conference room and see the other 80 people on, on the screen. And she just went for it. And it was hysterical and super funny. And they're kind of like improvisers sure. by trade. And, um, and you wouldn't have even known that that's what that wasn't how it was supposed to be. And, and we got really good feedback. And so I think there's a little bit of that kind of fighter pilot bravery. You got to just mm -hmm. go in and, you know, and, and you're flying the plane with half your face and you got to land it. Yeah, I love that. Well, all the best to you and the company and, and your whole team as you're yeah. moving forward here. Likewise, it sounds like Mark. a lot of fun. And, and why wouldn't it be? Mm -hmm. uh, I was I was uh, noting that with a name like Go Game, there better be some fun in the company. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> I love That's it. Ours. Well, yeah. thanks for coming on the show. My guest has been Ian Frazier. His company is Go Game and Weave. So good Great. to have you. Come back again next time. We're going to continue our around the world travels. We're talking to creative practitioners about how they get inspired and how they organize their ideas. And most of all, how they gain the confidence and the connections to launch their work out into the world. And as we've heard today, it takes teamwork. It takes creativity. It takes some subject matter expert. We've heard that, that it's, it's built on a solid platform. But then it, we add a little fun and it really takes off. Thanks again, Ian. And listeners, I'm Mark Stenson, and come back for Unlocking Your World of Creativity. We'll see you soon. Unlocking Your World of Creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. This program was produced by BSB Media, creators of IntelliQ Leadership Stories, Unlocking Your World of Creativity, and thepeaceroom.love. We've created a special offer just for listeners of the podcast. You can get the book, A World of Creativity, for a special price of $5.98 for paperback. And the Kindle version is only 99 cents. Go to mark-stinson.com to take advantage of this special offer.